Welcome to Manufacturing Matters, a podcast sponsored by Simsbury Bank. Hi, my name is Martin Geitz. I'm president and CEO of Simsbury Bank, and I'm delighted to welcome you to this edition of our Manufacturing Matters podcast. I am really thrilled today to have an opportunity to introduce you to Sudi Bangalore. Sudi is the global vice president at Stanley Black & Decker for the Industry 4.0 program that they have launched. It's a major commitment to advanced manufacturing right here in Connecticut and will have a worldwide influence. Sudi manages this advanced manufacturing center and is in the process of outfitting it and staffing it to play a big role in Stanley Black & Decker's evolution, as well as serve as an incubator yeah. for other businesses. So uh, really delighted to have you here with us today. And I was mentioning to you earlier, I sat in this space 25 years ago when this was a bank space. And it's remarkable to see the transformation that you all are undertaking here. And it's remarkable to see the city of Hartford adapt and evolve as our economy evolves. And so uh, to have a manufacturing company like Stanley Black & Decker housed right here in downtown Hartford and to have you doing the kind of work that you're doing is really quite remarkable and, and I think a testament to a great future for Central Connecticut generally and Hartford specifically. Why don't we start though, so many of our listeners are not as familiar with some of the language in the manufacturing world uh, and so I thought perhaps we could just start with, with a little level setting. First of all, uh, we see behind us Industry 4.0, uh, we also you know, hear about Manufacturing 4.0. Could you talk a little bit about what, what does that mean for, yeah. for us? So Martin, first I want to thank you for making the time to make this podcast happen. Manufacturing in general and, and small to medium business as a topic is especially close to my heart and I'll talk a little more about why, but first I want to thank you and, and your team for, for making the time to join us for this uh, podcast. Uh, so to the question that you're posing, so what does Industry 4.0 mean? Uh, it's used interchangeably with smart manufacturing, it's used interchangeably with, with other terms, so what does it really mean? There's a couple of definitions and a couple of ways you can look at it, uh, but it, in its simplest form, it is really a coming together of what you see in the business and personal world of things with the advent of digitization and social media and so on, coming together with what you typically have seen in the factories, which is uh, more of the traditional mechanical equipment, the automation that drives those equipment, etc. It's a coming together of both of these two functions that's creating this excitement in terms of what's possible for manufacturing. Mm. Uh, another way to look at it is if you really look at the evolution of manufacturing starting with the Industrial Revolution a couple hundred years ago uh, with the first revolution uh, driven by steam, etc., where which by the way we were leading here in yes. Connecticut, and then you introduced mechanized automation, uh, which brought efficiency. Third was the advent of computers in, in the business of manufacturing. And now fourth is, as I said, a coming together of data uh, and business information, integrating with what you're making in the factory floor, driving tremendous value in terms of speed and efficiency. So one of the things also is that you've named this space, uh, Senator Black & Decker has named this space Manufactory right. 4.0, and I wonder if you could share with the audience that what the basis of Manufactory is. The term came about because our first bold factory um, 175 years ago or about that time uh, was, was named the Manufactory, so we thought it was a fitting opportunity for us to bring back the term and the, the entrepreneurial spirit that drove the creation 
of the first industrial revolution driven factory uh, to the fourth, you know, fast forward it to the fourth industrial revolution, yeah. therefore the term. So we're pretty excited. In fact, most people say that uh, we should patent that, that, that whole brand and I think we'll be doing that. Yeah. Oh, it's terrific and it's wonderful to have such a rich history. So uh, talk, can we talk a little bit about Stanley Black & Decker's strategy around advanced manufacturing? You know, what do you hope to accomplish? Why is this so important to your company going forward? Yeah, at a, at a business level, the strategy is, is obviously to differentiate us in terms of being able to react to market conditions much faster and, and in a more uh, deliberate manner as opposed to just going after cost savings or, or coming up with, with incremental innovation. Mm -hmm. So this, this whole initiative, uh, the way we are approaching it through this center and doing it at a global level will allow us to do a couple of things. Uh, one is to drive. Uh, one is to drive the concept of thinking about manufacturing in different ways, as opposed to just going after efficiencies. Mm -hmm. So, if you look at advanced manufacturing and manufacturing in general, for the last three decades, it's always been about how can we get more efficiency through Lean and Six Sigma. While that mm -hmm. is going to continue to evolve, it's getting harder and harder to get that efficiency. So now we have to rely on on some of these newer technologies that allow you mm. to do things differently. It's mm. not about doing the same things with better approaches, but it's mm -hmm. also to do things differently mm. uh, at a very fundamental level. And for example, the, the way we did product design and then moved it through uh, to production and moved it through the supply chain to sell it and service it was, is dramatically different now with technology. Mm. So you can conceptualize a product you can see how it's going to work, it's how it's going to be produced in a factory, and then how it's going to be sold and serviced, mm -hmm. all virtually. In wow. other words, you can simulate that, you can visualize it, and see what the implications are in terms of time, speed, and cost, et cetera, right? Wow. So, and that is not just for large companies like Stanley Black & Decker, even small to medium business. That's mm -hmm. the beauty of some of the innovation that's happening. That is a fundamental shift uh, that's happening in, in manufacturing. And we at Stanley Black & Decker want to leverage that. We, yeah. in fact, not just leverage it, in fact, shape the transformation, uh, being an industrial company. And the second reason why we're doing that is, as a strategy, we believe that building where we sell and sourcing where we sell is becoming extremely critical with mm -hmm. the way the world is evolving. Mm -hmm. So this will help us fast forward that, that evolution. We're already doing that, mm -hmm. uh, but it takes, luck. It, it takes a lot more manual effort and, and, and brute force to make that happen. Hmm. So we want to use technology to make that evolution a lot more seamless and a lot more systemic as opposed to the way we were doing it. It's remarkable yeah. in, in a global sense. Uh, you're able to share new knowledge and new expertise and new ways more quickly, yeah. and, and you have many suppliers too, right? And, Absolutely. And so, so maybe we could talk a little bit about uh, you know small and medium-sized businesses, and I'm sure many of your suppliers are, are small and medium-sized businesses. And and you know when you look around Greater Hartford, it's a you know large aerospace industry in Greater Hartford, and you know many suppliers to uh, Pratt and Whitney and and to Electric Boat and and Sikorsky. Uh, so how do companies? What is Stanley Black and Decker's approach to in, ensure that your suppliers and the suppliers to other manufacturing companies Companies keep up with uh, and, and embrace manufacturing 4.0 to achieve sort of the outcomes that you're describing uh, that you've been describing. So, if you break up the supplier community into uh, into the larger 
companies that obviously we source from, and also the small to medium business. So the larger companies are, are going through their own evolution of, mm -hmm. of Industry 4.0 and advanced manufacturing. So for the most part, that, that movement has already set in. So there is a, an informal collaboration that, that we are having with some of our biggest suppliers. But the more exciting thing is the small to medium business because mm -hmm. we believe that we can actually make that a, a more deliberate attempt in terms of how we can leverage the, the innovation that we're driving, the investment we're making, improving some of these newer technologies, mm -hmm. and then actually help our small to medium business embrace that. And so we are in the process, we already have a team in Asia that's doing that. Mm. So we'll look at our suppliers and see how we can help them uh, with, not, with not just deployment of technology, but also consulting in terms of where to deploy technology, because in small to medium business settings, focus is super critical. Right. Uh, right. There's very little room to play around with time and investment. Right. So focus is extremely critical. So we have a team that's already doing that in Asia. So we want to now add a little more emphasis in one, making the team bigger, mm -hmm. but also to see how we can bring that uh, concept into the Western world. So we can, now, we can now help our suppliers who are more of the small, small to medium business, you know, uh, fits that category and, and uh, help them speed up their own evolution into this uh, fourth generation of, of uh, industrial revolution. Fantastic. And that kind of work will be among the things that you're doing right here. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So the, our team, this whole initiative is global as, as you introduced. Mm -hmm. So everything that we do is global in nature and it's not even sequential. In other words, we're not just gonna start here in the States and, and then mm -hmm. um, you know, evolve around the globe. Uh, so it's simultaneously getting incubated as we speak. Uh, and some of it is well underway. It's incubation may, might be the wrong term uh, wow. from that wow. perspective. So, uh, so the short answer is uh, so all, all of the regions where we play, we will be addressing opportunities. There. That's fantastic. That's great. How about on the education and training front? Is part of your mission um, also involved in, in more broadly with education and training? Uh, it's certainly, uh, mm -hmm. it's becoming the most common uh, topic of discussion in in any setting now, uh, where where we see that technology is 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 terrific, but there is such a large skill gap that is evolving. In fact, I read a yet another uh, article day before yesterday where there are two million jobs that are going unanswered because of the skill gap. Mm -hmm. That's a large number in manufacturing, and uh, so. To answer your question, we are doing a couple of things to address that. One, we are driving our own upskilling, retraining initiative within Stanley Black & Decker. We have mm -hmm. a dedicated uh, leader uh, from HR, uh, a vice president level, who's driving that. And we're working closely with our technology partners uh, to help bring that to scale in a standardized manner. So scale is extremely critical. Mm -hmm. uh, so to make that happen, we believe that the likes of Microsoft or the likes of Rockwell Automation are extremely important. So we're working closely uh, with these types of companies, at least exploring mm -hmm. the opportunity for them and us to work together to take what we've started and then make it conducive for larger consumption. And obviously, a third component of this whole educational uh, piece is the involvement of both the, uh, uh, the local community colleges as well as the universities. Uh, there is a distinct opportunity I see where 
the concept of just a community college degree or a four-year degree are the only two routes for the most right. part. Mm. I think that really needs to change, and that I see that as a as a global need, not just here in the states, but but elsewhere as well. So we're we we have been working with a lot of the universities here in Connecticut, as well as outside of Connecticut, uh, to that to that end. You know, one of the big challenges in Connecticut to take advantage of this manufacturing moment, where uh, you know we have uh, some major uh, companies. Uh, including yours, who are growing and need more workers, and but you need workers who are trained uh, in in today's and tomorrow's technology, not yesterday's technology. And uh, the, I know the community college is uh, as Nantuck Community College, yeah. I know, has been a leader in that, and uh, uh, and so uh, you're working uh, with them to help advance the education educational needs, so that we have a workforce that can actually yeah. put this great uh, industry 4.0 to work. Yeah, and so the. <laughs> The interesting thing, there are two, two aspects we have to address. One is the community colleges themselves, their perception of advanced manufacturing um, is current. However, the infrastructure they have in terms of equipment, etc., is not so not advanced. So, mm. <laughs> so in fact, in, in, I, would, I would say that in some cases is anything but advanced manufacturing, wow. right? Wow. So it, it's really dated. Yep. So we really have to update, uh, and that's where the industrial participation, the industry participation will help, is we need to go and, and see how, you know, at least the, comp you know, the universities that we're working with, we can help upgrade some of the, uh, the infrastructure that these community colleges have. Right. Uh, that's an easier problem. The bigger problem is just the perception of manufacturing, right? Mm -hmm. Is to attract the younger crowd, and, and you've heard about this topic in many settings again, sure. is most parents, uh, they don't look at manufacturing as, as a career, exciting career for their kids. And right. that perception has to absolutely change. Yeah. And in my opinion, there are several things that we have to do to change that perception, both, uh, both from an educational perspective and a mindset perspective, but it has to start with showing what the new uh, manufacturing uh, perception or the setting is, right? Sure. Uh, and to do that, you have to use the centers like, like this one to show the young minds what's possible, what does that mean? Uh, because what I just described as, as an example, where you can now conceptualize a product, build a product, and then actually see how it's being used by your intended customers all on your phone or iPad uh, is pretty it's pretty profound and it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to show some of some of that evolution in real life setting like this center uh, is uh, is really important. And you need passionate people around that story. Right. 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 I mean you can create all of this but if you don't have the passionate people articulating that and making it a mission uh, to bring that change of perception is extremely important. So we believe that this setting, along with our partners, will help do that. That's <laughs> fantastic. And so you you're, you will be, as you finish your build out here, you will be uh, developing partnerships with schools locally and, and exactly. colleges and universities to expose their students to and today's the, world of manufacturing. And yeah. the beauty is including, let's add, the Science Center uh, mm -hmm. that's next right. door. So Matt Fleury has been a, a a, a great champion for the revival of Hartford yes. and good friend of mine. And so one of the things that we've been talking about is the, the evolution of technology and manufacturing is digital in nature. Right. So now you can actually build some of these concepts as digital twins as you might have heard 
and then actually showcase this in the Science Center. So yeah. if you're at the Science Center, you can beam, literally beam some of these models across and they can actually see the young people yeah. who, are, who are frequenting you know, the, the Science Center can see what's, what's possible, what we're doing. Same thing with universities. Sure. So the ability to share some of these fascinating outputs of technology is quite, quite impressive. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I call it you know, the concept of distance is dead. Yeah. Uh, and, and the ability to do things in real time, even in manufacturing, is, is, is quite impressive and amazing yeah. uh, with, with tons of opportunities for efficiency. And, you know, uh, you know, on the whole theme of getting more people, whether it's parents, whether it's, you know, the educators in our high schools and, and middle schools, to recognize that a manufacturing career is a wonderful career is so critical because it can be a wonderful career and can be quite lucrative. You know, it, it, it's clean, it pays well, and, and it requires, you know, a, a set of skills and knowledge that is quite suitable and, and quite rewarding to many people. If we yeah. Can, yeah, and you, met, you used a, an important term there, clean, right? Yeah. And it is becoming a lot more cleaner. If you go to some of, some of our factories, even though they might be 40, 50 years old, yeah. um, these plants have to be clean. To, uh, to be able to embrace some of these technologies. So it's yeah. an important important aspect because uh, the perception of manufacturing is anything but clean for the most part, right? Yeah. Yet that's so. not the case at all. Simsbury <laughs> Bank has many manufacturing customers and when I go and tour their plants, whether they're making you know blades for jet engines or whether they're making springs or whether they're making some other widget for a company, they're very clean and they're very automated today. Yeah. And uh, and you need a skilled uh, workforce to make that happen. So so that's a so that's part of your mission here uh, is contributing to improving the workforce for manufacturers here in Connecticut. And I think it, it it establishes many more paths of uh, career opportunities. Right? Yes. Opening paths of work, uh, as we call it. I think it's so doable now, in, and uh, and it, it's becoming an important topic. Uh, the notion that technology upends people and it replaces them is really, uh, in my opinion, uh, not accurate. Yeah. Uh, because if you look at most of these technologies, it can't exist on its own. You still need people and how you evolve in the journey and how industries, the industry will shape that is, is really important. Yeah. And we're, tr we're, we're doing that in terms of our own upskilling and reskilling program. Yeah. This is quite a remarkable effort and investment that Stanley Black & Decker is making right here in Hartford. You, you are doing things that are going to help you as a company, yeah. which is remarkable. You're going to be doing things that help all of your suppliers, which is remarkable and, and wonderful. And you're going to be investing in our people uh, That's right. and helping open more doors for folks. Are there other things that we haven't touched on uh, about uh, Stanley Black & Decker's effort here that you wanted to talk about? The, the, only other, uh, the only other topic that I think might be of relevance to our audience today is this, this business of technology or the notion that technology is, is really expensive and is affordable only for the larger companies. Mm -hmm. I think that's not exactly accurate. Uh, and to give you an example, that whole topic of industrial IoT or IoT as we call it in general, that allows people, assets, and process to come together is, is going to become essential. The concept of connectedness is fundamental mm -hmm. uh, for us to be able to leverage data, which gives you speed, efficiency, and frankly, uh, it makes the business opportunity more exciting. 
Yeah. Point I want to make is this business of IIoT and its application to uh, manufacturing is evolving so fast. Let me interrupt you right here. So just from a definitional point of view for our listeners, IoT is Internet of Things? That's right. And so you're describing what the Internet of Things is very articulately, but I wanted to make sure that everyone understands <laughs> IoT is Internet of Things. And that's a, you know one of those words that people hear, and, and you're doing a wonderful job of helping people understand what it is. So I, sorry to interrupt, but just one No, to, that's yeah. a great, that's, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm glad that you made, the, <laughs> made that point because that's extremely important. And to add to that, if you add another I, in, in between, then it's industrial Internet of Things. Yeah. And that's what we're working with. And we're making a very conscious effort to, to make sure that the way we are framing this technology is also suitable for small to medium business. Mm -hmm. So because if you think about our landscape of factories, which we have 97 of those, a lot of them mimic a small to medium business type of factory. Mm -hmm. So. As part of the initiative here in the center, we're making sure that the cost aspect of technology fits the small to medium business in certain cases for mm. the factories that we support. Sure. So the point I'm trying to make is we would love to showcase some of the things we're doing in that space. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, we have a product called Squeaks uh, that's coming from a company out of Kentucky. Mm. It's a Twitter for the factory floor, if you will. Mm. Very small and compact in nature and its implementation requirements. The cost point is also very different. And so now for small to medium business companies, for us to be able to use squeaks where a machine can squeak to another machine or a machine can squeak to a human mm -hmm. and a human can squeak to another human in a factory setting, all of this is possible with Squeak. We have now tested this in one factory, and we're going to be rolling out in other small, smaller factories of Sandy Black & Decker. So just to give you an example, yeah. so, uh, so the, the business of technology in a small to medium business setting is becoming more affordable and more adaptable for that uh, category of right, businesses. Right, right, which is fantastic, which will improve productivity, improve quality, uh, and ultimately uh, make them a better supplier. Yeah. Uh, and it jump yeah. starts this whole journey, right? Yes. I mean, to me, it is step one is to connect these assets and get data. So yeah. if you use a product like what I just described or something similar to that, at least you get on the path of this transformation, the digital transformation. Yeah. Remarkable. Well, this has been wonderful. I appreciate very much this opportunity to share with our audience the wonderful things that Stanley Black & Decker and you are doing here with the new uh, Manufactory 4.0 right here in downtown Hartford. Kudos and good luck for uh, so implementation much. as you move forward. Thank you so much. And I, as I said, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about what we're doing here. I look forward to, uh, to maybe having a sequel once we open this center in Definitely. Uh, March, April timeframe. That would be wonderful. I look forward to it. Thanks Thank so you much. very much. Thanks a lot.